Okay, well today we're going to uh, third lesson in James. And actually, if you notice in the in the class schedule, I kind of have it in uh, smaller chunks, if you will. Um, we're only going to cover two new verses today. I'm going to go back and review uh, two through four from last week. But we're going to do just two new verses. But there's just so much in this section that I decided it was worthwhile going back and just, you know, uh, amplifying a little bit. And actually, I thought Andrew did a great job last week. So this is no, uh, you know, this is no reflection on it. Just that there's so many good things in here that, that need to be said. So, all right. With that said, let's go ahead. So from last week, um, considered all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So if you notice, I've underlined the word for trials and testing. And as was pointed out last week, there those are actually two different words in the original language. And that's actually going to be very helpful as we go through and look at this. And the New American Standard, I actually like the fact that they've, they've used the word for trials. Because trials we're going to find out, and we asked us, Talked about last week. That's something that that uh, comes into our life, and the a trial is something uh, that is not uh, the word uh, that's used there. Is some, something that's not of God, so to speak. It's it's out from the world, the flesh of the devil, and it's something that happens to us in our Christian life that we did, probably didn't plan. We didn't have it. Just it just happened. But what God wants to do, He wants to Use that as a test of our faith, verse 3 says. So that's what we're going to talk about more today than, than was talked about last week. Just hopefully adding a few more points here. So that's where we're going. Trials and uh, trials come into our life, and the Lord uses those trials to, to prove our faith and to, and to build up our faith. If you have questions along the way, just let me know. Let's see where we are time-wise here. Okay, not too bad. All right, so... So the first uh, verse I'd like to kind of go back over is, <clears throat> Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. So I, I reused some charts I had historically. I didn't have a whole lot. I didn't bring up the part on consider it all joy, my brethren. But just, you know, as it was pointed out last week, you know, that's kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> how can how can a trial, <laughs> how can something that's really tough, you know, we're talking about a lot of times these are, Life-changing things, you know, you lose your job, you know, you, something, some issue with your spouse, some, you know, some big, a lot of times these are huge issues that, that you didn't really plan, but they came along. So how can you consider it all joy? And that word consider is, is, is to think, and I like to, I like to, uh, you said, think in, you know, think in God's way, we're to think in God, we're considerate, we're considerate as God would consider it. And He has a plan. In these verses, he has a plan for those kind of trials. And then the second point I wanted to make about joy is that if you think about joy, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's actually, <laughs> i got to be careful here. There are nine aspects of the singular fruit of the Spirit. And joy is the second one, right? Love, joy, peace, and so on. So it's it's something that's out from out from the Lord, out from Christ. It's his life. Being lived through us, so joy isn't a a um, 
something that we try to work out. It's something that we, by faith, enter into. It's his joy that is to come through, and that's a joy that's to fill our hearts and our minds. Okay, with, with that kind of said, let's go on and look at the other parts that I wanted to look at here. Uh, let me see. Consider. Okay. All right. So, so one thing that struck me here, you know, uh, why does James, and this is, this is a no-brainer, probably. <laughs> why does J- James not use if, right? You know? And I think he wants to point out the fact that this is, this is a normal Christian life. And many times we don't want to maybe, um, accept that or we'd like to have a different, we'd like to have a, a different life, but, but actually there's a verse that really helps here, I think. In Peter, it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeals. That's the trials I think is being talked about here. Fiery ordeals that come among you, um, which come upon you for the testing as though something strange were happening to you. So I think part of the, the emphasis here is the fact that, and why he uses when, it's in a sense it's only a matter of time. Even though I, you know, I, I taught this lesson before historically, I did have one gentleman about almost 15 years ago that said, he raised his hand and says, you know, I've, I've never had any trials. <laughs> and I, I, okay, well, I've praised the Lord. I, I guess, I guess it's praise the Lord, but maybe it's not. So interesting. Some people say they've never had trials. I don't know. I, go ahead, Jim. What do you say to a guy to, uh, what do you, what do you say to a person who believes that, uh, God doesn't give trials? God doesn't allow trials in your life. It's just circumstances. I know. God's, God's standing back and he's just letting things go. He's not even involved in the world. <laughs> right. What do you say to a person? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. You, you certainly haven't read scripture. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, this is such a beautiful, this without, I want to go back over, this is such a beautiful section how God's going to take these difficult trials of life and he wants to use them. He has a plan for them. And it's for your benefit. That's what's so cool about this. That's just so so neat about this. That's great, Jim. Hey, okay, uh, Roger. Yeah, go ahead. I talk. Yeah, uh, a real quick verse here in Philippians one twenty nine. For it has uh-huh. been granted for Christ's sake not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake. Yeah. Amen. No, that's great. No, I agree. That's another wonderful verse. Yeah, that's good. All righty. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go on here. <clears throat> so um, it's it's to be expected. That's why we have when. And so it's the idea is here. Consider it all joy, my brethren. Your passage. Think about the one that this is um, the account of the Good Samaritan. So the, and from Luke it says a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among, and that's our word encounter. Uh, fell among robbers and they stripped him and beat him and went away leaving him half dead. So he didn't expect that trial, right? He didn't expect that. And that, and that's kind of the sense of this. You're encountering, you're going along and boom, this happens. And you say, well Lord, why didn't you prevent that? Why, why me? And the Lord says, well, <laughs> you know, I have a plan for that. I have a plan for that. That's what we're going to see here as we go on. Okay. Also, so here's the here's the word for trials. It's, it's prosmos, and this is where, where the original helps so much. And this is the idea 
this word can be, and as Andrew well said last week, you know, a lot, most verses, most verses, most words can be used in a negative and positive sense. But in this case, I believe it's used in a negative sense. It's a, it's a trial. It's a test with a view toward failure. I mean, these guys that, uh, went after this guy, uh, you know, going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, they didn't have his best intentions at heart, right? <laughs> they weren't, <laughs> so it, it was, it's bad. So, and the, the situations where you're solicited to sin, something happens and you're, you may, you know, may, may fall into sin. You may do something that you shouldn't have done. Um, so this is something that's, that's, wants to make you fail. Well, this is a, this is a trial or test that doesn't come from the Lord. This comes from the world and the flesh and the devil. So, so you have a trial that you encounter. You fall among. And there's some verses that I, you can look at there. So I, I can't, this is, we're kind of answering this question of why should we be joyous in the solicitation to sin? And I think it's all going to revolve around God's solution or God's program or God's plan, however you want to say it, that he's going to show us in verse 3 and 4. He has a plan for these trials that, that come upon us. He has a plan and a purpose for those. And, and it's amazing. He can take what was, uh, for your bad and turn it into good. And there's there's a cool verse that we all know well that talks about that. Taking something that was for your something that was bad to happen to you and turning it into good. Okay, so let's go on. Knowing and if you had if you were to look at the you know, knowing is the rest of this, if you look back here, consider it all joy, my brethren. And just for uh if you if you're able to look at the the subject and verb and that kind of stuff. Uh, my brethren is the subject. My brethren considers the verb it all joy. Well, the word knowing actually modifies modifies the word consider. So this is going to tell us how we're to consider these trials. And um, and the first point is that um, knowing it's gnosko. It's to be taking in knowledge. So we're the Lord wants wants us to learn from these trials. He wants us to to gain knowledge or understand his plan and his purposes for us. And he loves us and he cares for us. And he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And he wants to take us through this trial. And there's some other verses there. So here's, uh, and then, you know, this this actually, without modify, knowing modifies the main verb, but then there's a, a clause there that says, uh, the testing of your faith produces endurance. And so testing here is the subject of this little clause. And uh, testing of your faith produces something. So God wants to produce something uh, as a result of these trials. He wants to produce something in our lives. And we're going to see that that uh, he wants to produce, he wants to produce this thing, uh, this testing of our faith. And the testing is something that, that he's about. God's about testing our faith or proving our faith, if you will. He's about approving our faith, and it's and that that glorifies Him. When our faith is approved, that glorifies God. So He takes up, and, and th- these are two different words. We have the parasmos, which is a trial to um, to take you down, so to speak, to to make you sin. And He takes that and He and He uses that trial to create uh, a testing to prove your faith to, and to glorify Him as you trust Him through that. And there's some verses, and we're going to see quite a bit more. You know, 12, 
12, 13, 14, we'll all talk about these uh, document. Uh, this is actually from, uh, this is a noun form. It comes from documos. That's a verb form. So, and it's, it also has a, this, uh, when used in a positive sense here. It can be used negative, but this is a positive sense. So, a couple of statements here. This is the idea of, we got the trials and the testing. So, God takes the prosmos trials with a view to failure and uses that to test and to approve our faith. That's, that's what he's about. That's just such a one. So, that's why, why we can be joyous. That's because we say, well, God is at work here. He, he, he didn't miss me. He didn't, he wasn't asleep. Many times people will say, people in really severe trials that they just, they kind of lose their bearing sometimes and they say, wow, where's God? He's just not around. He's just, uh, our brother Hal, uh, did a lot of ministry in terms of counseling people and he would relate some of his counseling things to us and many people just can't. It's so hard in the midst of a trial to see where is God in this? Where's the Lord in this? But he's there. He's, he's working, uh, he's working out his purposes in your life. And then I like, uh, and this is just kind of summing up. So God has a plan. He has a plan for each of these trials that, that come at you, that, that, uh, overtake you or you fall into. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep Go ahead. Any questions so far? Yeah. Um, sometimes it takes years before you, you see what the Lord was up to. <laughs> a- so, amen. So. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, I agree with you 100%. That I can I can testify to that personally. It, and many times, you know, I think you may never actually see fully why this happened, why a particular trial happened in your life. You say, I don't see any purpose of this, Lord. Why did this awful thing had to had to happen? But we that's where that's where faith comes in. That's where trusting that God is is about our you know our good. He he desire we are His children. But I agree, it takes years. And many times in those years, you may be angry with God. I mean, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, I'm sorry, you know, but he does, he does care for, and these, this is such a important verse to, to keep in your mind and in your heart. That's great. Great comment. Okay. So then, uh, okay. Then some more things about, uh, testing here. Uh, so let's just, um, so let's look at the pipe produces produces endurance. So the testing of your faith is to produce endurance. So he wants us to be uh, buffed up, right? <laughs> Not so much. I don't think buffed up. But actually, that combination of produce endurance that's a cool set of words, and we're going to see that. Okay. So produce here is to is to work out, to affect, to produce, and it shows up in all those places there. Uh, and it's passive voice. Here's some. Thoughts from Hal. It's passive voice. So the father, this is really so, father is working out this temptation and test in your life. You're tempted to do something bad, to, to, to walk away from the Lord or to sin. And he, he turns that into something to, to test your, to be a test in your life for your good. So he wants to, he wants to work out or produce endurance. And endurance is this cool word, um, to abide under. And it's rendered patience. And, and this is what he's about. He wants us not to, to, to be physically buffed up, but to be spiritually buffed up so that we can handle, that we can handle these trials in our life. That we can say, Lord, you, you took me through 
that one before, and I see what you're doing. I trust you. So um, Hal has a couple more comments here. <clears throat> Literally abiding under is hupomone is being at home in a trial or test. And I would say that is, that's a huge step. That's a huge, huge step. Because many, many times we cannot really feel, so how can I be at home with that awful thing that happened to me? Or to our family or to whatever. Um, so the idea is to, to produce or fully work out his patience and his endurance. And we're talking about his life. Remember, this is, uh, it's his life. Uh, patience is one of the fruits of the spirit we're going to see here. That's, so it's his life. It's his patience. It's his joy lived out in our life as we, and our part, you know, our part in that is to, is to, is, is to walk by faith. You know, like the verse, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So we received him by faith. We're to walk by faith. We're to walk during these difficult trials in our lives by faith. And, and then he can produce that joy and that endurance in us. And that, this is just what I was saying. <clears throat> it's not our patience, but his patience, the fruit of the spirit. And, and this is, this is really cool. You know, if you look at, um, if you look at, um, actually I want to go back to just for a second. Let me just backtrack one sec here. Let's go back to produces. And, and this is where I just, you guys all know this. I just, this is such a, a cool thing. In Genesis 5, uh, 50, 20, back under where it says passive voice, the father's working out the trials and tests in your life. So here's a cool example. And you all know this very well. This is, this is the end of, um, uh, uh, Genesis here, and this is where, um, you know, Jacob had 12 sons, and Joseph was the one that, that his brothers hated, and so they, they did an awful thing to him, right? They tried to, they tried to kill him, but one of the brothers prevented that, and they threw him into a pit, and the long story goes on, so this comes to the end of Genesis, that account, and the father, Jacob has died, and the brothers are scared. They're afraid. Well, Jacob's, I mean, Joseph's going to take it. He's going to, now he's going to get us. And then he says this beautiful verse. <sighs> Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, as for you, he's speaking to his brothers, Genesis 50, 20. As for you, speaking to his brothers, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. <sighs> And, and actually it goes on, talked about to, to preserve life. You know, if you look at that verse, look it up. It's really, it's a cool verse. But I think it really speaks to the fact that many times in trials there'll be, um, there'll be situations where, um, you know, bad things happen. And, and, you know, this is, this is what the Lord's about. He wants you to come to the point where you see it, that it was, for, it was for your good. So, and for, for the good of many people. Okay, and then actually, one last point here about this patience, the endurance part of this. Patience and endurance grows in trials. So you say, boy, I don't see how that can happen. I, okay, there's another verse for that. It's in Romans, a very familiar passage, the first part of Romans 5, first three verses. And it comes down to verse uh, 3, and it says, this is the Darby translation. And not only that, but we also boast in our tribulations knowing that tribu- tribulations works endurance. The same set of words. We have produces endurance, and in 5.3, same idea that tribulation works endurance. So so that's that's why you can be joyous. I mean, 
it's, you know, it's just amazing. All right, so uh, I wanted to cover a little bit in verse 4. Let's see how we're doing here. Oh, boy, <laughs> we haven't gotten to do verses yet here. Okay. Okay, so this, um, okay, so 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 now uh, it says, let endurance, this staying under, abiding under power, have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So so the purpose of, of the, this endurance is that you may be perfect and complete, uh, spiritually mature. And we see there's a verse that kind of speaks about that. Paul speaking to the Colossians. He's saying, <clears throat> um, we, Paul, proclaim him, Christ, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may be we may present every man complete in Christ. So that he, that's God's desire that we're we're perfect and complete, mature in Him. So and this is something to think about. We're we're already right. Every believer is already complete, right? We have every spiritual, but we're already complete in our position in Christ, our eternal position. But we need to grow in grace and the knowledge of Him. So that, that's what it's all about. <clears throat> Lacking nothing. All your needs are supplied in Christ. Okay. <laughs> that took uh, a while. Okay. All right. But good. Okay. Now. So now, actually, we're going to find out that uh, James is going to continue on here. And it says, but if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously, without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith, without any doubting, for the one who doubts... It's like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Okay. So we're going to see that uh, this but here really has more the idea. This is more like the idea of an and. This is, here's some additional information. We talked about considering it all joy and trials. But he's going to talk about this idea of, of lacking wisdom. He's going to say, first of all, <clears throat> uh, he's going to say, if any of you lack wisdom, and it's going to be this, what's called a first class condition. It's, it's assumed to be true. So it's, it's the case. You lack wisdom. And, um, Macaulay says, <clears throat> if you lack wisdom, and you certainly do. So we lack, we lack wisdom. So, so one of the questions we're going to try to answer here is, what kind of, what is the direction of this wisdom? Is this just general, general wisdom? And living the Christian life, or is it is it more focused? And I think it's more focused, and we're gonna we're gonna see that. So, but if any of you, uh, speaking of believers, lacks is to be wanting or deficient. So it, this is it says present tense, so it means it's continuous. You, we continually are deficient, if you will. Continuous action and its reality. This is a real thing. We continuously lack wisdom. So I think it kind of. Uh, it's going to kind of show us here that we really lack, he desires to build us up in handling trials. And it's kind of what I, the way I'm going to phrase it. He wants to, and this wisdom is directed toward that. I'm kind of answering the question that I kind of posed. Wisdom is Sophie here in respect to divine things, insight. So a couple of comments here. This is from Macaulay. I like this. Knowledge perceives truth, and wisdom applies truth. So I was thinking about that, that. Think about this. We take in God's word. We take in knowledge. We take in divine truth, right? And then 
by faith we want to apply that truth. And that's what that's what that whole first two through four is about, applying that truth, right? Counting it all joy, considering it all joy. That's we're applying the truth of that, and that's he's he says that's wisdom. And he says that we're lacking in that. And I would agree. We are, we are lacking because we just don't, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to see in the midst of a trial, uh, what to do many times. And, and he's going to talk about this, how you're driven around all over the place. Rejoicing and testing requires, Macaulay says, a big dose of wisdom. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let him ask of God, so, but if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, or, or let him ask, is to make a request, uh, present, it's a, it's a command, present tense, continuously ask. So, you know, a very similar thing here in, uh, Paul to the Colossians again. We, Paul, have not ceased to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul saw that a need for believers to, to know that of God. So how do we ask of God? This is <laughs> this is the easy one, right? We we ask, we ask, the only way we ask of God is in prayer, right? We ask God, yeah, we petition God. So so it seems like here he's he's saying if you want to have wisdom. You ought to be, you know, prayer is essential to wisdom, right? He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask or let him pray to God. So he's he's encouraging prayer here, if you will. We are to ask of God for the ability to look at, at test as we should. So I think that's kind of the, this verse falls right along with 2 through 4. The theme just carries right along. We're, we're looking at trials. God is turning them into tests. And, uh, Lord, help me to see, help me to see what you're about here. The ability to look at tests as we should. So now it continues on. Uh, God, uh, the one giving, uh, giving generously to all. Giving is a continuous action. Generously. God is, God desires to bless us, to give us, he, and how is he giving it? He, you know, he's giving us, he's given us his word, right? And so he's giving us, as, as we read his word and the Holy Spirit illumines our mind, we, we, we see the things. So he's generously giving us, I think, via his word. Doesn't mean he's giving us uh, necessarily physical things or money or something like that. He's giving us generously of his counsel. And he's doing it without, you know, there's no, there's no strings attached. He's not saying, he gives it because he loves us. He wants us to see that we have, we are blessed without reproach. He doesn't disparage us. He doesn't rebuke us in, in terms of, of terms of giving us. He gives us freely of his knowledge. It's wisdom uh, will be given to him. So uh, actually, there's a couple of comments from uh, Constable. <clears throat> He's not, he's not probably used to give us a higher IQ, right? Actually, Andrew called me, um, yesterday, and he was worried that he had to teach today, because he had left and gone off someplace, and he said, Roger, I don't teach tomorrow, do I? I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm teaching. He said, boy, and we were talking about these verses, and he said, you know, I really, 
that wisdom, I used to think that wisdom was just kind of general wisdom. You know, that's all about trials. That wisdom is about trials, Roger. I said, yes, it is. That's just what I <laughs> saw too. So it was kind of neat. We kind of shared that for a while. It's really cool. So God isn't pumping up our IQ here. He, he's actually settling us down. Here, this is what I'm about in trials. This is the, this is the wisdom you need to have. So Constable says this last statement. God promises in this context of these verses is the ability to see the importance of enduring trials and preserving in them faithfully. You know, I thought just for a second, I thought, well, what, you know, one question you're probably in the back of your mind, you know, we're all the same, we're all the same way. What if I don't? (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) What if I don't? And I'm not sure I can fully answer that, but, but we know that God loves us and cares for us. And, you know, He's going to, like like the years may go by, and this is where what Kathy said is true. Maybe you don't. Maybe the first year of your trial, you don't. You don't see this. You don't. You don't have the wisdom. Well, God doesn't say, okay, I gave you one year. That's it. Next year, you're on your own. No. (laughs) Next year, he just keeps keeps on, you know, uh, hanging out with you as you hang out with him. So so I think that's that's the cool part. If If you don't, if you don't see this initially, you, in time, he wants to, that you will see that. And then, and then ultimately, if you know the Lord, and maybe you won't see every issue that you had in your life resolved in your mind, like I said before. So. Well, he keeps giving us opportunities. He does. Just keeps bringing more, allowing more and more trials, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. <and I'll, laughs> Well, and no different, yeah. Right, okay. So, don't worry, you'll have time to yeah. okay. work All right. on it, I guess. Okay, um, I have one more verse to go. I've been just kind of blabbing away here. Any, I might want to share something uh, that I haven't mentioned or should mention. Or, I'm sorry. You can see that I, I you know, this subject is kind of, um, I wouldn't say dear to my heart. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm... It's a, it's a, it's just an amazing section. It's been very helpful to our family and me personally too. So, anyway. Okay, if not, we'll just, we'll carry on with verse six then. Okay. Alright, so, so here's, here's the part that you said, this, now you have put a guilt trip on me here now, Roger. Or James, <laughs> or the Lord. <laughs> But we must ask in faith without doubting. You say, oh, come on. <laughs> Can I just doubt a little? <laughs> Can I have a little doubt? <laughs> but we must ask in faith without doubting. Wait, man, this is getting tough. I can't have any doubts about it. <laughs> okay. So, he must ask or let him ask. Uh, to ask, to make requests, the same as, this is the idea of prayer again. Same as back, back in verse 5. Now we're told more about asking and more about prayer. We're to pray in faith, or if you take that word in, it's in the sphere of faith. En in the in the Greek in the sphere of faith. So we're to pray um, in the sphere of faith. He doesn't want us, and that's where, and that's actually the key part of this, because doubt takes that, robs us from that, takes us away from that, because we have well in the back of our mind, you say well. Maybe my faith isn't strong enough. Maybe my, and you have all the maybes. No, he says, I want you to pray in faith, trusting him. Um, in scripture, at, so this is a couple of comments by a <clears throat> constable here. And see what you think about this. Uh, in scripture, asking in faith, that phrase in faith, always means 
one of two things. And I had not heard this before. So I, and I appreciate your thoughts on this. Um, it either means God will, it either means, you know, ask in faith, either means believing God will do that which he has promised. So, you know, God has promised just a ton of things, right? Think about, think about all the spiritual blessings we have, the riches of God's grace. Um, it means, and we believe we're seated with, we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. We take that by faith, right? We believe, uh, and, or we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. We're, he's going to take us to be with Him. There's a whole bunch of things He will do. He's promised He will do. And then there's the category. If, <clears throat> if He has not promised us, we believe that He, He can, He can do that. He, if we, something we ask, He can do it. But we're going to see as we get to verse 7 and 8, um, do we try to force God into a corner? We say, you just got to do this, Lord. And he's, we're going to see in verse 7, you don't, don't want to go that path. So he can't, we believe he can do, you know, he will do certain things. He's promised to do certain things. And he can do maybe the thing that you ask. But the question is, is that his will? Okay. Uh, so James teaches that faith is essential condition of prayer. So I thought that was good. Faith and prayer go together. And that's what, and that's why he's going to enter, he's going to go in this whole section about, uh, doubting and, and why doubting is not helpful, <laughs> helpful to, to, uh, praying in faith, if you will. Okay. For the one doubts is like the surf of the sea. So without doubting, so it's to be, um, <clears throat> uh, hesitation or vacillating is the idea from Weiss there. For the one who doubts, uh, the, the believer, doubting is, is to be in, is to be in conflict, if you will, to be in strife with oneself, to be in conflict, to hesitate, to waver, and it's something that's called present tense. You're doubting. So now he's gonna make a, you know, he's gonna make a comparison. He's gonna say, if you're doubting, if you're doubting, um, but he must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts, he's going to give us a comparison with something. He's going to say, it looks like, it resembles something. This is what a person doubting resembles. And that's the last part of the verse. This is what it resembles. It resembles the surface of the sea. <laughs> so if you want to see what, you, what, what, what James is saying here, you're like the surface of the sea. And the surface of the sea has two things that aren't too good about the surface of the sea. The surface of the sea is not in control, right? It's really not. Two things, two things affect the surface of the sea. The surface, a picture of the doubting believer is driven by the wind. That's where driven means. Is tossed by the wind. It, the way, you know, the waves, the, the waves crash in and then, and then the, it, the wind will blow them up. You know, they'll get high. They'll raise up the, raise up the waves. Those are two things. So he's he's making a comparison. So in the context, when we do not respond in faith, we'll be like the surf, subject to be driven and tossed by the wind. So kind of an interesting picture. And I, had, you know, don't really think of yourself as like the surf. The surf has no, you know, it just it just it reacts. And also, you know, you as we know from other things, we know the surf is is driven by the seasons and by the the uh, the, the cycles of the of the planets and that kind of stuff on the moon you know, affects the surf. 
So the surface just doesn't have any, um, what do I say? It's at the mercy. There we go. It's at the mercy of the wind. And the Lord doesn't want us to be at the mercy, if you will, uh, of the trial. He wants us to be trusting him in the midst of the trial. So I think that's why he goes through this um, this um, comparison or simile of that. Roger? Yeah, go ahead. So um, the the faith, the, the trusting, is uh-huh. that God knows what he's doing. Exactly, exactly. You're exactly right. That that's a conclusion you have to come to, and that's I think that's what he wants us. We may not, we may not know his answer, but we ask it in faith, and we say, Lord, and that's where, that's what the, our Savior said, right, when he was in the garden, Thy will be done. He said, you know, I I only do what I see my Father doing. He said, Your will be done, and that's that's where we're at. And many times, in um, uh, as we ask him in faith, we ask for his will to be done. And you're you're absolutely right. Well, Roger, you have to believe that God is in control. Exactly. If he isn't, then we're just being drawn, drawn and moved around by circumstances. Right. Isn't that's, that cool? That's the not surface? that in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but, but isn't this cool? The surface is actually a pretty cool way to think about that. That's what happens yeah. when we, when we lose that mooring, if you will, if we say, well, you know, we start doubting God. Well, God, how can God, you know, and it's the typical thing. Haven't you heard this hundreds of times? Mm. You know, this happened. I can't believe God would have done that, allowed that. You know, you and we, hundreds of situations, we say that. How can God a- allow that? Well, <laughs> he does. He does. And so, what's our response to that? He, he allowed that, and and we we and we're suffering for that. And what's our response to that? Well, Lord, in a sense, Your will be done. I, you know, I I didn't ask you. <laughs> you know, you you. You know, you and your sovereignty know what's going on. And, and these verses are to comfort in that and to see how that we can be driven. And I can think about times when I felt like I was driven, you know, something comes along and we're, I'm going this way and that way. I'm trying to find a solution. I gotta find a solution. You know, we gotta, we gotta fix this, right? We gotta fix this today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix this today, right? Well, <laughs> many times you can't fix it today. I'm sorry. We can't, I'm gonna fix it. I don't care how many people you see. You know, if it's a med- how many doctors you see, how many counselors you talk to, it doesn't matter. You know, so- at some point you say, Lord, you're going to have to fix it because I can't fix it. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. So actually, the- let me get to my last chart here. Um, okay, final thoughts. Okay, this is from Constable. <clears throat> he says, what James just explained is divine wisdom. And that's, w- that's what we, you know, God's view of life. That's what we want. We want to have his view, not our view. However, the world which does not have or accept this real wisdom generally fails to appreciate the value of enduring trials. Christian, The Christian is apt to take the world's view toward his or her trials rather than God's and try to escape them at any cost. And I, I tell you, I have, you know, that is how you feel many times. I want to be out of this. I don't like this. I can't, you know. But God says, no, that's not. You know, consequently, the wise Christian is one who views life in the light of God's revelation, his written word. So he's given us these passages to, to settle us down, to get us on firm ground, not to be driven by the, by the surf. So it's just such cool verses. So we're going to get a chance, you know, I, I had these in little small chunks. 
So we're going to, you know, Echo's going to get a chance. Bob teaches next week. He's going to get a chance to do the next two verses, which are very close to these verses. And mm-hmm. it talks about not expecting anything from God. <laughs> I, 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 whoa, <laughs> that sounds kind of hard. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what scriptures I have for this, but I believe God tailors each trial for our benefit. Oh, absolutely. And, and we actually have person. Absolutely. You, know, you may go through a similar trial, but it's different for you. And, it, and God tailors them all. Exactly. Right? I just believe that. Well, there's a verse that talks about we are appointed to trials. Yeah, there you go. And, and that's one that was one of Hal's favorite verses. He would mention that many times. And, that, and we'll probably we'll probably cover that here along the way. This, of course, James is all about trials. We're going to see lots about trials. Um, We're going to see the stair step. You know, how you take it, take the bait, and boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Or as somebody says, a slide. <laughs> I think it was maybe Wayne that said that. It, it, what's cool is we listen to all the tapes historically, and, you know, when our brother Hal was teaching this, it would just be great. And I just, like a, I don't, it's a slide. <laughs> I slide down that slippery slope so quick. So, anyway. Well, hopefully this is helpful today. Any last uh, thoughts or comments? Actually, it's getting close to... Putting time here. Roger? Yes, go ahead. Well, sometimes it's just because God can see the bigger picture. And we, we just see one part of it, and he sees everything. And so, you know, if we're able to see everything, then we could we could see there's a purpose to it, but we can't exactly. do that. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, that's great. Okay, well, let's close in prayer then. We thank you, Father. We thank you for this your word father we thank you for the blessings we have just that lord the marvelous uh, truths about um, your plans and purposes and what's what's wonderful is lord these verses have shown us that you're not leaving us to the devices of the the trials of this world you you have a plan for each one and as was pointed out you've destined us you you have plans and purposes for everything that happens in our life lord and you don't you don't uh, plan evil, but you replan- you plan your response to the evil that happens to us, and and that's to bless us and to to settle us down and uh, and have us trust in you. We thank you for for that. In Christ's name, Amen.